0: What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest. It is one half of the tag team known as The Pulse. It is Felix Young. How are you today, bud? Yeah, very well, mate. How are you? I am great, dude. Thanks for making some time for me in the middle of the day uh, to have a bit of a chat and sort Absolutely. of do a bit of promo for this thing we're going to call Dude, Where's My Ring? Hell yeah, all about it. Hells yeah. So, dude, let's rewind it all back, man. When you first think back to some of the faces that got you into professional wrestling, who would you say?
1: Um, so I was very much a WCW kid. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up in... I I lived in Albany for a little bit, and down there we seem to have some WCW programming on free-to-air TV. So um, Sting and Vampiro are two dudes who like... Stand out in my, in my mind immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the older I got, the more I watched wrestling. You know, uh, I think any one of my era would say Jeff Hardy, uh, Chris Jericho, and Shawn Michaels probably as the five of five that always come to mind when I think. You know, yeah, who I used to watch, who I used to like, and who started it all. So yeah, yeah, that's it. I think think that's the first time I've heard Vampiro
0: in the whole time <laughs> I've done this. I, I mean, like... Look, I I think it was the aesthetic more than the ability, but yeah. I still love the man and um. Yeah, dude, I loved him uh, on commentary for Lucha Underground, and uh, I—he was incredible. He was great, eh? and I loved his um. Well, he essentially had a death match at Lucha Underground with Pentagon Jr. That was fucking killer as well. It was really cool. Yeah, that that show was just so
1: good. (laughs) Lucha Underground was so like so incredible for so many reasons, but that Vampiro stuff, like his commentary, was incredible because it gave it like a realness that. Was balanced off by strikers like knowledge of it all, sure. like specific knowledge, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the death match with Penta, mm-hmm. just even that entrance alone, like I was already sold. They yeah. could have done nothing at that point, and yeah. they just went above and beyond. I loved it. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen it, that's like he kind
0: of does like a, a dead pope type thing, right? Like the band Ghost. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. That what it was. He had yeah, and so it's the full vampiro face, you know, the huge robes, the big hat, and everything, and the whole the whole season, like the well the whole show, Vampiro's a commentator. And, like, as Pentagon is escalating and escalating the violence, you know, he's breaking people's arms, he's setting people on fire and shit. Which Underground had some shit going on. People would die and stuff. And it eventually oh, comes head-to-head, right, where Vampiro ends up, like, standing up to him. Uh, and they have this unbelievable match. It was so good. If you can go back and watch it, I don't know where to even see it now, but but it was a really cool run of shows. And I'm, I'm really sad that that kind of ended, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the the contract stuff seemed to be hampering a lot of the guys yeah. and that just took a long long time and TV deals are weird like that, so. Yeah, cuz it was more of a TV but-
0: show, right? Because it was run by like the producers of Survivor and stuff. So, I think they were like running it like it's a TV yeah, deal right. sort of thing and wrestlers are like that's not how we do business. Like we need to do other things. Like <laughs>
1: Yeah, that doesn't quite fly with us. Agreed. Yeah, yep. I think, and the first three, I think three seasons. I think it was four seasons. So the first three just so incredible. Everyone was so passionate. It was something so different. And then I think the last season does it a discredit. But yeah, the the first three definitely recommend that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, I completely derailed what you were saying, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been that kind of uh, run of conversations like I've been speaking to uh, you know everybody who's going to be on these shows these last few days. Uh, I spoke to. King Hill around this time yesterday, and he also said Jeff Hardy as, like, uh, a huge sort of, um, you know, personally, like, was majorly influenced by when he was getting into it. Yeah. Where did you – you said you were, like, uh, into WCW and WWF, you know, came afterwards. How were you even seeing it, you know? Like, it, it wasn't super readily on our TV in Australia. So, um, by then, did you have Foxtel, or, or how
1: was it appearing to you? So – I lived in Albany for a couple of years and it was on free to air TV. Oh, really? After school um, one night. So there was like that, Power Rangers, and then um, some game show would start. And me and my neighbors would like race home to watch it together. Sick. Um, but it, I think I was more a Power Rangers kid and then wrestling followed. Yeah. Uh, Cause like, hey, they're still doing the fighting. It's the same thing.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: but then I just started to become obsessed with it. When I moved back to Perth, then like Blockbuster was my best friend uh i would go through every vhs they had like a thousand times and and then if you're at a market or a swap meet and you saw a tape on the ground it was not a non-negotiable it was being bought and it was being watched till it it wouldn't play and um yeah i just think i so we couldn't afford foxtel i was just a really scrappy kid didn't know about tape trading i just sort of found what i could find i guess Mm -hmm.
0: it's so funny like so many of the stories in australia is all based around those you know blockbusters and and things like that. I was the same, you know, uh, getting whatever videos I can, five weeklies for five bucks or whatever it was, and just getting yep. nothing but wrestling tapes and stuff. And at the same time, we were, most of us were pretty sort of isolated in our fandom because not all of our friends were into it or even knew what it was or understood it. So it was kind of this thing that you just sort of had on your own. And at the same time, there were so many of us around other parts of Australia that were also Doing the exact same thing, you
1: know, it's kind of weird. It's wild. Right? It's yeah. it's wild how much the internet's brought us all together. Yeah. Um, but prior to that, you didn't know a wrestling fan unless they wore a shirt down the street. It was yeah. very like it was hard to find them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I kind of condole my friends into liking wrestling by just nonstop talking about it. So I was quite lucky that I made them fans. I guess.
0: Oh, that's pretty awesome. Um, how do you then? So once you get back to Perth. And you're a big fan, you're you're devouring whatever media you can get your hands on. How do you then
1: find like training? So a bit of a convoluted story, but um, a friend of ours won tickets to go see an EPW show on the radio and I was blown away that there was wrestling in Perth. Didn't know it existed, nothing. So then, you know, I was very competitive. So I wanted to go to the very next show so I didn't miss out uh went to a bunch of shows and then in line at a show I made a couple of friends one of those friends ended up being a referee or being asked referee for the southern hemisphere wrestling alliance um and I thought well if he can get involved I can get involved so I went down watched a show um and after the show I spoke to I spoke to him I said hey can you point me in the direction of who's teaching and he handballed me to slate um and slate at this point was you know I think. Early twenties, very scary young man in the back room <laughs> stacking chairs after a show, and I had to go up and say, oh, "Excuse me, Mister, do you do training?" And it also sort of kicked off from there. Yeah. And how old are you at this point? Oh, uh, I think I was like maybe 15, maybe 14.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So too too young to be involved.
0: Yeah. And um, what do but- what does Mister Slate say? Because As we all know, Mr. Slate is now your tag team partner in real life. So, obviously, a lot of time has passed between now and then. So, But what's he say when he's looking at this uh, essentially child wanting to train in wrestling?
1: Slate kind of shook his head and he said, if you want to help out at shows, you can sort of do that. But when you're old enough to train, we can look at that. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't driving, um, so I was sort of worried where the location would be, but it turned out their training was five minutes from my house not even so that was just very beneficial and so i started helping out on shows become friends with some of the guys and then eventually you know closer to my 16th birthday i started going down to training to watch and run the cardio sessions um so do everything i could do that wasn't like physical or whatever mm-hmm. like uh, in ring so i just got around the guys enough that you know, the day after my 16th birthday, I was in the ring, so.
0: Yeah, wow. So you were just like around the, at that point, you were probably like considered the company mascot almost, you know what I mean? It's just like this kid who's, Very been, much so, who's yeah. been here for years and now he's finally going to train sort of thing.
1: That's it, yeah. It was it was a long-running joke, I feel like, um, of just who's this guy and why does he keep showing up? And yeah. then uh, eventually, yeah, I got stuck into it. And I when I was watching the training, there wasn't a whole bunch of guys training. Um, but then right when I was able to start, maybe four or five guys joined. So we had like a good little class that ran for, for ages together. So it worked out really nicely.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And it was a, I guess it was just never really uh, a question of not turning up for you, but like it must have been something you really wanted to do because when you're going for so long but not able to even train, like you're just sort of like around it, That that takes dedication to even put your time into doing that.
1: Yeah, so I, I stopped playing football when, like under thirteens or something, and I just didn't have that kind of like hobby club or outlet or anything like that. Um, I was backyard wrestling at the time, so you know that, that was scratching the itch a little bit. But to be around guys who knew wrestling more than I did too, who knew these independent shows, like um, they'd tell me about CZW before I could figure it out for myself, and I would be able to go watch that. Or they'd talk about Ring of Honor, and then they would you know lend me videos and things. So it was just, it was a huge part of my growing up to have that like friends group around, I guess. Yeah, exactly.
0: And how long have you been wrestling now?
1: Uh, what's that, 2010, so 13 years. Wow. This year. Yeah. yeah
0: benefit of starting so early i guess <laughs> that's like that's it you, you yeah. always hear about like the joshi wrestlers that have started at like nine years old and shit and they're like a, like a 23 yeah. year old veteran <laughs> like you know such young that's ages it, so, yeah. that, so that's crazy that's like like a quite a long run uh in something and what was it like when when you could first finally get in that ring I mean it's something that you've been waiting for for so long and then you could do it was it like this is everything I've ever wanted or did you
1: take your first bump and you're like why have I been putting my time into waiting for this (laughs) (laughs) it was everything I wanted and the most frustrating thing I've ever experienced all at the same time um I'd wanted to be there for so long and I would see shows and i I probably got in trouble a couple of times at shows by saying like, Oh, I reckon I can do that. I reckon I can have that match. Uh And actually, I know Slate pulled me aside on more than one occasion with like, Hey, until you've done something, shut up. Yeah. Uh, And I had a bit of an ego, I guess. So, um, getting in there and realizing wrestling's hard was like, Oh man, this sucks. Like I thought I was going to cruise through it. Yeah. I can't back up all my bullshit now. Yeah. Um, but you love every second i remember going home and trying to find a video of a body slam on youtube Mm -hmm. to show my mom and be like that's what i learned today like that's the thing i can do that like a professional now like that's crazy um yeah yeah training was just a whole it changed my life in so many good ways you know yeah yeah oh that's awesome man and so at what kind of age
0: are you then able to finally start to get on shows
1: uh, 16. Uh, I was really pushed through. Oh, wow. At the time, um, Schwa was very, had a very limited roster. Um, we were sort of, Perth wasn't as open as it is now. Guys only wrestled for their one company. You trained where you, where you wrestled. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a bunch of circumstance of let's get it. Like, you know, we need guys, but also like I was picking it up. Once I hit my stride, I was sort of picking it up decently. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my parents, when I started, made me like fully agree that not until you're 18 you won't, you know, finish school. Da 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 da. But once I was into it, they couldn't really stop me, and they knew that, I guess. So I was very fortunate, and yeah, handballed onto shows, and it was it was a good sink or swim, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just to get
0: straight into it, and I guess when you're around something for so long, even before you you're physically in the ring training, you're probably absorbing stuff via osmosis anyway you know what I mean you're you're watching this very closely you're watching them train you're around it you're hearing conversations so there'd be like a lot of critiques and and things that you would have already digested it would just be figuring out how to implement them right
1: absolutely and I think that's where the frustration comes in is knowing I shouldn't do something and then watching myself on video do exactly that man I've heard that a thousand times like why did I yeah. And
0: it's like my mind knows where I need to be, but it's like making the body do that instinctively in the moment when the adrenaline's going, yeah. all those kind of things. Right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so where does your like love of deathmatch and hardcore wrestling come in? Like when do you first get exposed to that? Because I know you're one of the few guys in Perth that, that has had the opportunity to do a few of those things, um, before now.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, i think the early tlc matches had a huge like shaped me a lot Mm -hmm. um obviously like i said before jeff hardy's a huge inspiration to me but that style that like tlc craziness a stunt show in real life sort of um wrestling really really appealed to me young just because it was just so different um so naturally when ecw becomes a thing that i'm aware of that also changes my whole perspective on everything Um, but I've also always absorbed as much wrestling from any genre, um, as, as possible. So I love Lucha Libre. I love Mm -hmm. the British style. I love world of sport. Um, me and the great George have, um, long conversations about world of sport wrestling and and the different styles that that they would employ. Mm -hmm. Um, so looking into death match was just like the natural progression, I guess. And then seeing how far you can push yourself, seeing how far you can push a narrative, um, and seeing how wrestling looks through different lenses is just super interesting to me. And deathmatch is just a, a natural progression. Mm-hmm. I think it's one we don't get an opportunity to do very much, uh, particularly in Perth. Mm-hmm. So the curiosity built up and built up and built up until the point where it was like, I got to try something. I got to give this a go and see see what it's about. And um, like you said, I've been fortunate enough to do it a couple of times. So yeah, I think that's just it was just a natural curiosity that led to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you uh, follow any of the current, you know, um, independent wrestling companies that do that kind of stuff? ICW, No Holds Bar, GCW, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Yeah, ICW and GCW are probably the two. Um, I do watch little bits and pieces of some of the Japanese companies that do it, but I just struggle to sit down and cohesively watch stories and follow bits and pieces. So I, I more watch the highlights at the moment, which is um, – I kind of shun myself for because I wish I could watch the full product, but Mm -hmm. um, I try and keep a tab on it where I can.
0: I'm the, I'm the same with the Japanese stuff. That was like big Japan was what I was first exposed to. And I've been fortunate like uh, live in Japan and I've been fortunate enough to like go to freedoms live and all this stuff like that. It is harder to follow it here though. You know what I mean? Like unless you're, you're buying, you know, big Japan core or, you know, and things like that, it's, Really, I think the convenience of something like an IWTV you know, or a Fight Plus where you can see everything makes it very easy to keep up on stuff like the American stuff. But the Big Japan stuff, to do a dedicated service just based around it can be a bit hard. So I'm the same. I tend to hear about a match and then go and seek it out and things like that. I don't watch every single show they do. That said, though, if I had the opportunity to be live, I would go to every single show they do.
1: For sure, yeah. yeah. I, I can imagine it would be an incredible
0: experience to be there live. Dude, it, it, it's so good. We're um going back to Japan in April for the first time since 2020, and we've got tickets to Big Japan and Freedoms uh, while we're there, oh, as well as New Japan. So I'm going to get to see them both again live, and I can't fucking wait because <laughs> it's going to be awesome. There is just such an That's intimate, awesome. fun vibe. Like If you ever get to go, you would absolutely love it
1: brilliant yep yeah. it's on the bucket list for sure yeah
0: exactly got a ticket off or even better yet wrestle there at some point
1: the dream yeah the absolutely did, the that's dream. where
0: we want to get to yeah exactly so um oh before we jump in jump into the the actual show um let's just talk about some of those experiences that you have had with death match wrestling because i saw you recently on southern territory wrestling and you were in the main in it what essentially was a tag team death match and I really didn't expect it. I kind of went out to, <laughs> to these, you know, this family show, I guess, like in a gymnasium in the middle of nowhere kind of thing. And next thing I know the skewers getting plunged into people's heads and dudes are going through yeah. tables and I'm like, okay, these guys aren't messing around at all. This is pretty awesome. But it, it was very uh, surprising to me. Yeah.
1: So I don't think we quite um, expected that either. If I'm <laughs> honest. Um we, so it was, it was scheduled to be a T, uh, TLC, Tables, Ladders, Chairs with Purgatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we got there, there were some issues just with the building and with um, so the, the, the council, and a couple of things that just was going to prevent us from having this match. Yeah. So we threw out, what about Extreme Rules? Um, we can do something with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went, yep, we'll do Extreme Rules. And I think because we weren't prepared for that we had to sort of just scurry around and find what we could find and try and make whatever we could make work and it ended up being one of my favorite matches and and it's not because it was the most crisp technique or whatever but just the feeling in that room was was awesome yeah Um, yeah. i mean
0: it was pretty, was pretty intense match and it was like just everybody was firing on all cylinders like all four of you like were there for everything and stuff like that. And it was, it was a war, man. It was pretty amazing to say. I was really glad that I was there, you know, like um, Shark had invited me to go sort of thing. And it was like after work on a Saturday or something. Can I work at the opposite end of the city? You know, I work in Garen not yeah. in Rockingham. Or wherever it was, yeah, right. and so it was like a mission, and sort of missed you know the first match kind of thing, and I didn't even know really what to expect, and then I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome!" <laughs> like, but by, by the time we got to that, I thought it was really, really fun.
1: Yeah, I, it's a massive credit to Purgatory. They are so, so talented, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, when it changed, it didn't bat an eye. All right, yeah, like let's let's move it on. Let's keep it going. So, um, yeah, they they really brought it and there's there's not a lot of tag teams that we've wrestled that really really bring it out of you but those guys like yeah. dragged out of you Understood. you know and i think we dragged out of them as well so yeah um, yeah i i will hold that match very close for a long time i think that
0: yeah it's a huge highlight reel for you guys and i think as well like that and then what we're about to get into with dude where's my ring Starts to sort of build this aura around the pulse a, a little bit of this kind of hardcore deathmatch team. And there's not many of those in the world. You know what I mean? Like the, that do that. Mm. The, um, I was fortunate enough to be over at ICW, you know, versus DMDU kind of thing. And, Brilliant. um, the Crimson Lovers versus Big Dude Energy was one of the best matches of the weekend. That scramble style tornado tag deathmatch thing was, is an unbelievable thing to see, you know, when all four guys are like with it and then you guys were that as well. And I'm like, wow, there's really something here that not a lot of deathmatch companies experiment with. You know what I mean? It tends to be single. And I'm like, there's a gap here that's not really being fully utilized, you know?
1: That's super interesting. I've never really considered it. I've never sat down and thought about it, but I guess there's not really... Yeah, like you say, tag team, deathmatch wrestling, Crimson Lovers and BDE. I had a friend who went to that weekend and they could not stop raving, could not so stop fun. raving about that night, yeah. that match particularly. Yeah. That um, night
0: that night in itself was super special. I mean, it was the last one of the tour. It was very emotional. Like everybody was so happy, man. Like, and to be in that room, you know, at, like from the start to the finish to after the cameras were off, you know what I mean? It was like It was really cool, really fucking cool. And that match particularly was, like, you know, four, four dudes just, like, laying out there. And I know, like, how much BDE and Callan mean to each other and stuff like that. And so, like, it just all came out, all the the humor and all the violence and all that stuff. And I, I think the world was kind of like, who the fuck are BDE, You know, well, the deathmatch world anyway, you know. And anything yeah, sure. those guys turn their mind to, they, they give it their all. You know, they're like, we, we, we never thought we'd do this, but here we are. And they, they had a blast doing it, you know. And and the only real company I can think of that sort of does a lot with kind of, well, not a lot, but has a, a tag team division that kind of dabbles in deathmatch is GCW. But it feels like their tag belts, I mean, for ages were just stuck in Mexico, you know, over the pandemic yep. and everything like that. I, I'm not even sure who's holding them right now, but it, it's still not really a focus. And I feel like there could be room for somebody to do something with that i don't know like a, a tag death match tournament or a, or, or a league or a, a title or something i don't know but but yeah, That's I, wild, yeah i think it would be really fucking cool man
1: you would see some real crazy shit yeah uh, obviously when there's the more bodies are involved just it leads to so much more you can do and having you know having your friend your partner in there and you need to protect them more than you normally would. I yes. think that leads to some incredible storytelling. Absolutely. Absolutely. It adds more emotion immediately because it's not
0: just like two guys, you know, fighting for a prize or whatever. There's also like the health of your friend. And that's like, a, that's a, a real big thing. Guys saving each other, defending each other, then also teaming up the brutality that leads to, you know, all those kind of things. And, and like the kind of creative spots you can do like, uh, like PD doing their finisher, like, through a glass pane, you know, on Twitter, yep. like, you know, it's just makes everything way more brutal.
1: Yeah. I, I think that that's such a, such a unique idea. And I wonder who will capitalize on that first. And when they do, hopefully they credit you for it. Um, I wonder whether we should edit that's... all of this out and do it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the exact same thing. Right, cut there. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's you know uh, we, we will... such an interesting idea.
0: Everybody's heard it now. We it's, it's come from Felix and Rafe. But we will, uh, we will keep on working on that. And, you know, what? I wouldn't even be mad if somebody else did it just because I want to see it. But, you know, maybe, maybe there's something. I, I think that with the Dude Where's My Ring main event, I think especially once we get on YouTube and the world sees it and stuff like that, there's an opportunity for people to go, oh, wow, there's something here. Yo, let me stop you right there. I just need to holler at everybody and tell them about NordVPN. This service has been a bit of a game changer for me, man. Not only are they one of the first services, you know, to believe in me and to believe in this podcast, which is pretty amazing, but it's also been great to, like, pick up my internet access and throw it around the world. I've been able to access all the streaming services. I've been able to check out different shopping sites. It's keeping me safe and sound on the internet and protecting all of my important data. It's been pretty damn awesome. So, if you want to give it a chance for yourself, if you want to try it out, if you want to get amongst the glory that is NordVPN, just go to nordvpn.com feels and use the code feels to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and at one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty sweet. So, yeah, nordvpn.com feels and use the code feels. Now, let's get back to the interview. So I guess before, we're almost to the show, but we're not going to be just yet because I want to talk about the pulse. I want to find out how you and Sly ended up teaming together. I know that's something, a big focus of you guys and something you guys really are wanting to push and focus on being a unit, you know? And the best tag teams to me are always those two guys that are like, we want to be a unit. We're not interested in the other stuff. We want to build this thing together. BDE were like that. They're like, we won't wrestle if we're not wrestling together, if he quits, I quit. Like this is how they yeah. look at it. You know, they're very serious about that. Dave was like, they could be like, Hey, we wanted you to break up and you're the champion. He's like, I don't want to do it. He's like, I only do it because I want to do it with my friend and I want, I'm interested in BDE being the best thing it can be. Um, so, so how did, obviously Slate so was your trainer or, or at least the first guy you met in wrestling? Yeah. How did it come all the way back around where you guys would, you know, start to team together?
1: So a long time ago, um, there was a group in the SHWA called the Shadows of Alistair, and that was um, Jared Slate, Dan Steele, um, I think Coyote, Dorian, a couple other guys joined it, um, and I was really floundering in my, with like the passion of wrestling. I guess I'd sort of was starting to get to the point where I was just sort of frustrated that I wasn't moving up and I wasn't getting much development and it was it a was frustration at myself more than anything but i kind of messaged the guys and was like hey i think i'm done um i might call it there because there's not much change and then there was a bit of conversation and like hey hold on don't don't do anything just yet and then i was invited to like hey why don't you join this and see if and see if it changes some stuff around for you so they they brought me into the shadows group and that's where slate and i got to team a little bit just super like casually and and me and slate we were, we were close but not not good buddies at that point. Um, but then I think he could see how much I cared about it more because I was working with him a lot closer on those shows. Uh, but then right as we sort of started to hit a stride, he was like kicked out of the group and and stories changed and we were like separated again. Um, then through a few different sales of the company and a few different movements and things, me and him sort of were, I don't know, we were just always there. I guess. So yeah. we sort of bounced off each other and became a lot closer. And then there came a point where we pitched this idea that why don't we give a tag team, you know, run and run, give a tag team, run a go. And it really started to build steam. We had this group called the pulse. We we're going to bring in some other guys. Julian Ward was a part of the pulse. We had David Nero. It was this like super group of underutilized talent that in our opinion, carried Perth wrestling. That was kind of the, the underlying goal of it. Uh-huh. And then slate, his knee exploded um, pretty much. I forget what it was, MCL, ACL, but he was gone for uh, nine months, maybe a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the pulse just fell to shit. Like we just, it just crumbled. Like all the stories just sort of fell away. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when he came back, we didn't really think about the tag team stuff straight away. Um, But then when we did lead into it, we just called ourselves Slayton Young. We thought it would be like a quick little thing. Maybe it wasn't a focus. Um, and that ran for a little bit, and then COVID put a massive stop in that. Uh, we came back, lost the tag titles, and then we sort of went separate for a bit. So I had a really good singles career. I had like a pretty fl- a floundering, bit of a lost one trying to figure myself out, mm-hmm. and then something in the air just said to us both, we should give it one more crack, but we need to do the pulse. We need to be passionate. We need to really we got to put our all into it and give it one last roll of the dice. And if it doesn't work, man, maybe we're never meant to be a tag team and the universe is telling us to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just doubled down and we pushed it and we just went as hard as we can with it. And we've had probably the best year of either of our careers last year from it. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool, man. And yeah. I just love tag team wrestling. It's such a different animal. And it's I get to do it with my best friend. I get to roll with it we get crazy opportunities. Like uh, if people really paid attention to our last year, man, like that's nuts. That doesn't happen to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even uh, it's an unfortunate one. We were supposed to wrestle the velocities uh, next month. Mm-hmm. That was like huge for us. That's a huge test to see sure. if like, if you're Perth good, like sure, let's make sure that we are firing at the level we thought we were. Cause the velocities are the benchmark in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, at least tag team wrestling. So, Super excited to give that a go, and you know what? Hopefully, down the line, we get that. But yeah, I just think, I just think as a unit, we offer so much. We complement each other's styles so well. Um, Yeah, and I just, I just want to see how far we can take it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was really taken by, um, I guess, the cohesiveness of you two, and then yeah, like you said, the the emotion and stuff like that. Like uh, on the in the match that I saw, which was essentially kind of a death match the, the sort of emotions of like uh, at one point I think it's like it's taken out and you're just fighting on your own just trying to you know survive kind of thing and the, there was just like mm. real storytelling through like the whole thing which uh which I really appreciated so I, I think there's definite huge room for growth and uh, the presentation like as a unit it, I mean you guys are just getting started really in where it could go and th- this new pool that you're sort of diving into that isn't really super disturbed waters is interesting uh, what you can carve out, you know?
1: For sure. And and I don't want to, I don't want to pigeonhole us ever. So I don't want to say we're just this tag team or we're just this death match tag team or we're just doing this or whatever. We want to look at it all. Yeah. Um, and part of that journey is this death match stuff. And, you know, I was very fortunate. I got to wrestle for DMDU and do what I will consider my first death match. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably have matches that people would consider otherwise, but, um, and it's such a, it just intrigued me so much. that I think it's intrigued Slate for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. And being able to get to do that together mm-hmm. in a, in a no ring environment, in a, in a club that I'm quite fond of, like, man, there's just so many pieces that make this show coming up just like so exciting and so interesting. I really want to sink my teeth into it. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. And how did you find out about the show? So I was chatting with Joel just about, uh, Joel Bateman, just about like maybe uh, DMDU and little bits and pieces. And then he kind of said, maybe I'm going to be over that way pretty soon. Let's have a chat. And I was like, okay. And then uh, I got Michelle uh, reaching out to me and, you know, I've known Michelle for quite a long time, very good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And she sort of said, there's this thing coming up, like, would you be interested? And I, it wasn't even a second thought. It was just, yep. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Where, where, where's it, it going to happen? What's the go? Mm-hmm. Um You know, so much so that I went, you know, and had a look at the venue and, and was part of those early conversations. So, like, that's right. You were her emotional yeah. support animal, weren't you? <laughs> More or less, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I don't. I just the second I heard it, it's just such a such a unique opportunity to be a part of something special. I think so. I just yeah, jumped at it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I had the same thing. I had the message come through from Joel like, "You're going to be getting a message pretty soon because something's going to be happening." Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like, "Cool, let me know." (laughs) Sort of thing. So let's roll with it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'm very excited, man. But yeah, it's it's coming up real soon. I can't even believe how fast it's coming up. Actually, so what are we now? We're on the the 27th of January uh, as of this recording. And we're talking the 19th. So yeah, geez, like three weeks and we're there, man. So we've got some uh, promotion to do and we've got some planning to do, but everything's coming together real smooth. So I for one can't wait.
1: Yeah. I, I think there's always been a, a a gap for the sort of stuff in Perth and you know, the crew that's being assembled for it, I think is, is just great top to bottom. Um, the, the musical acts are great. Like um, the venue itself. I, I love Badlands. I have a huge That's soft spot awesome. for for Badlands and for always will. Um, so I just think all of it coming together is such a unique thing. And I really hope I put it up on my Facebook the other day, but I really hope people in Perth who have asked for this style of wrestling or have asked something different, man, I hope they vote with their feet and they show up and, and they're loud. They tell their friends and, when the show's done, I hope they talk about it on social media, whether they liked it or not. I hope it just the word gets out because if people don't come to these things, they just can't happen again. Yeah, and that that sounds super silly and super super base level knowledge, but if you really process that, if you love a wrestling company, support it where you can, whether it's a share, whether it's a um, a, a like share or a follow on, on any social, that's all free, or if you can go to a show and buy a ticket. Or if you can buy their on-demand service, any of that, that helps wrestling companies. That helps every business really. But wrestling companies need that. Mm-hmm. They need to know that there's the market for it. They need to know that there's interest in it. And that's how it keeps coming. And this show's no different, man. Like if this show does crazy well, you never know where it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. But if it does terribly and and you know, all the people who talked about it don't don't come with come with and support and show that love. You know where it's going to go pretty quick, so. Absolutely. It.
0: Absolutely. I really hope they do too. And you, you're nailing it. There's no big financial backer or sponsor of this thing. Like, this is no. Michelle really, like, you know, putting her money where her mouth is and reaching out to friends and going, let's do this thing. You know what I mean? If mm. this doesn't happen, like, if, it, if that gamble doesn't work or whatever, then we don't get to do it again. It doesn't get to be... Uh, any ideas fleshed out, there, there doesn't get to be
1: a fucking, you know,
0: a tag team tournament, you know, what I mean? there d- doesn't get to be anything because
1: it was like, oh, we're it trying- breaks our heart and we lose our tag team idea. Yeah, exactly right. Do it for us, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> come on, <laughs> Th- think about Felix and me.
0: But like, it's, it's like so rare and I, this, you're right, so many people say, oh, it'd be so cool if this kind of thing was there. You've got to support it. It's the only way it can happen is if you physically yep it, you know what I mean? And that doesn't mean you buying 100 tickets yourself or whatever it's like. Come, convince a friend or two to come, you know what I mean? Like if every person that likes this style of wrestling or or is even curious about it comes and they bring one friend and maybe that friend tells another friend or whatever, it it becomes a big show real, real fast, you know? And so that's, that's all it takes, man, is just the community coming out and getting together. And it's not just about... Death match because there will be you know other styles on the thing. It's about bands, it's about creating a vibe, and it's about building something new that Perth hasn't seen before. Uh, that's been successful in other cities around the world, and it looks like a real fucking fun time to me. You know, so that's a, that's what we want to try and create, and and I think you hit the nail on the head, bro. And uh, I personally can't wait for it to come around, and I really hope uh, it, it is successful. I just,
1: I, I don't even. I don't know it sounds it sounds so like forced like buy tickets everybody I need you to be there but even if you just tell a friend if they come or not it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but if you tell a friend and they and it's just in their mind that's one more person aware of wrestling as a wider community in this isolated city mm-hmm. if they like deathmatch if they like stunt shows if they like live music if they like wrestling because it's going to be wrestling like I don't think it's been announced yet but there's going to be re- like really good wrestling on this card too mm-hmm. I just I hear so often, I wish there was something different. I wish there was something else. I wish there was something unique. Man, this is all those things and more. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Come give it a go. If it's not your cup of tea, sweet. But just give us a chance. And like I say, anything on social media, liking, sharing, following, all that kind of stuff, that's all free support. And and I understand, like, man, I'm I'm, I'm broke myself. So I understand if you can't come out. But sharing it and any of those sort of things just helps more than you really understand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well said, man. Twenty
0: five bucks if you buy your tickets in advance, guys. So do that, or thirty bucks if you rock up on the door. I think it is. So do what you can, and uh, hopefully we see everybody down there. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know if they're still running the special, but I don't know. Every time I've been to Badlands, you can get an export for five bucks. So I don't know if that's still true, but it's even a cheap night out drinking. So <laughs> hopefully Definitely, that's the yes. case, and uh, we all get down and and party, dude. I want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's been a great conversation. It's given everybody just a little peek uh, into the world of the Pulse. And I, for one, can't wait for this main event. It's the Pulse versus the smash hit Joel Bateman, former ICW, no holds Barred American deathmatch champion, deathmatch down under champion, uh, and East London ultraviolence, James Hartness. Uh, in something that I spoke to him last night, something that he's been wanting to do for a very, very long time. COVID shut him down Absolutely. a few times when trying to achieve this so he's going to be doing everything he can to make this as amazing as possible because it's an opportunity he's been hungry for and nobody's more passionate than Joel Bateman and now we know how passionate the Pulse are as well so let's get it popping. Eh?
1: Absolutely man Absolutely. Um and just quickly I I told you a message as well but thank you for having this sort of platform people and thank you for helping share like I've preached on about it before but if people don't know we're out there, if people don't know we're existing, it's just so hard to grow the community. So for everything you do, massive thank you to you as well. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate that.
0: It's something that I just started doing because I wanted to, like, talk about wrestling and I had no friends that really liked wrestling. So And then it, and then it like, became interviews. Where When Joel um, started Deathmatch Down Under, I reached out to him because I was like, what do you mean a deathmatch company in Australia? And I had an interview with him and then it just sort of snowballed from there, you know? And then it's <laughs> then I've kind of become like this this sort of death match interview guy, as well as other things. But it's sort of like the main focus, just the osmosis, because the scene is so cool, and they're just all my friends, you know what I mean. So yeah, I re- I really enjoy doing it and uh, getting the chance to meet guys like you and uh, and talk about the fun stuff. This super niche thing that we all like is super fun, um, and yeah, and and this itself, dude, where's my ring itself has already introduced me to I don't know. Four times the amount of wrestlers I knew in Perth as it was. You know
1: what I, mean? like I I'm, I'm not part of the
0: wrestling scene here in any way. I didn't really know anybody, only a few people. Shout out Adam Parry. Shout out Delcano. Nice guys. Um, and, and Davis Storm as well. But besides that, I hadn't really met anybody until I met Michelle over East uh, and then yourselves in organising this. So I'm really looking forward to meeting everybody in person, helping out, uh, and the show being a screaming success. So tell people where to find everything The Pulse, man, on social media so they can support and follow.
1: Uh, you can find myself and Slate on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, Slate Refuses, and will never, ever <laughs> jump to the Demon Bird app. Uh, <laughs> blessing me tries. Um, and then, yeah, any any show around town, we're, we're on just about all of them. Um if you're in Perth. And if you're not, please let us know where you want to see us. We'd love to get around and... I'd love to. I'd love to take the pulse around the country. I'd love to give it a go.
0: Awesome. That that would be killer, man. I'll get you to send me the uh, at handles or whatever for all those links, and I will put them in the show for notes sure. for anybody that wants to check them out. So, for the pulse, for dude, where's my ring? And for faces and feels. Remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Yo, Thanks for spending your time listening to the Faces and Feels podcast. Faces and Feels is a DIY project recorded and edited in house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at FacesFeelscast, or just head straight to our link tree, linktr.ee/slash FacesFeelscast, to find all the info you'll ever need about the show. You can stream the episodes, be directed to your favourite podcast providers. Find links to all our social media platforms and sponsors, and you can even buy me a coffee. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or interview requests, you can send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Spotify. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify, and now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. My body. His roadmap of pain. DeathmatchWorldwide.com. The official online merchandise store that is only for deathmatch wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram, at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter, at Legalize Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something.